Are you still mixing station gas and oil for your string trimmer, leaf blower, or chainsaw? Eliminate the mess and the guesswork with True Fuel, the original pre-mixed two-cycle fuel. True Fuel is ethanol-free and precision-engineered for small engines, improving performance, and extending the life of your outdoor power equipment. And True Fuel is available for both two- and four-cycle engines. Empower your equipment with True Fuel. Available at your local home and garden center today. Introducing the SD Podcast channel, your one stop source for all types of podcasts. We are always on the look for new podcasts to join our channel. If there is any topic you would like to discuss, contact us now. We can be reached on all social media such as Facebook, Twitter, and or Instagram. You can also contact us by email or leave us a voicemail at 516-570-9248. So make sure to contact us now so you can start your podcast soon. Welcome to episode 180 of the SD Podcast Show. Steven is here, Vin is here, Dan's on the other side tonight. Dan, what's going on? Not much. Uh, Ranger season's over. Uh, whatever end of the spectrum you are, you're either happy or oh, sad. We should have played the na 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 na. We should have. We should have entered. Dan and I are trading places today. Dan's <laughs> on the other side. But uh, uh, so yeah, the Ranger season's over. Uh, this is gonna haunt them for a very long time. I don't know how they lost that series. They're the way better team. Oh, but we will Canada. get to that. Later. Yeah, like and we'll get to that later. Craig the Anderson's Mets, got some. The Mets are playing better, even though the world's coming to an end. Uh, according, to Matt Harvey's breaking up. Would like it, it's would his it first be time breaking a up. month and a half of the season without the world they coming would, to an end? <laughs> it's just every, they've lost four games in their past twelve, and every time it's just a calamity. You know, one thing they've always every been time. great at is PR. They've had one of the greatest PR guys in the league, and he's getting shit. He's just screwing up all over the place this year. He is a very good PR guy. I, I, it's just things are just fucked up. We're going to get to that, and it's actually... In a little bit. In a First, little we got bit. some plugs. We have some plugs, because there's just some stuff going on. It's important events um, happening. Don't Steven. mind my burp. Ignore my burp. Steven just... That was the most carton thing ever. <laughs> boy. Um, I guess I'm Al Dukes. Wouldn't I be more of Al Dukes? It's like... I would say if you're you burp like that because you're so your carton and then Stan I guess is Boomer. He did play football, right? And I'm Jerry Recco. That's you just fine. called me Stan, thank by the way. I know Thanks. I said Dan. He said Dan. Yeah, it sounds Stan. Oh, I called you Stan like from South Park. Then I'm Mike. Okay, I'm the little Jewish kid. Right. <laughs> what am I, chef? All right, I'm good. We're good. <laughs> we got problems. Anyway, first and foremost, can you go on our Twitter page if you if it's still there? There's an important poll that it should will, be up that, for 24 hours that will judge your life. Yes, will determine your life. Who do you think is better looking, the former ace, the Dark Knight, Matt Harvey, or the luckiest receiver in the history of football, Julian Edelman? There's been four votes and it's fifty fifty so far. <laughs> He does not even deserve to be called the Dark Knight right now. So He doesn't, but you know what? Batman He's fell and broke Joker. his back, too. This is the worst intro we have ever done. <laughs> we haven't even gotten <laughs> into the show yet. Um, Division 1.1, Cross the Bear, was the song this week. Uh, it randomly came on the iPod, so of course that was the easy way to choose that. Um, Weissman on show, right? Sing Apple, Fan Vault, Jay's Weekend Wrestling, um, Four Line Faithful. Check them out. They got some new stuff going on. Um, big show this week talking about the Landon Collins softball game. There'll be more information later on. Uh, go to landoncollinsgame.com 
and go buy your tickets. It's June 2nd. Uh, it's a up Friday. In, it's Friday, yes. So uh, it's up in, uh, where is it? Pomama? Pomona? Pomona. Pomona, New York. New it's York, a, yeah. Somewhere It's in Rockland County. It's in Rockland County. It's by where Dan went to school. Um, hour and a half from the island, give or take? Oh, uh, yeah, depending on traffic. Right. So don't take the cross Bronx. Um, <laughs> it's true. Don't take the cross Bronx. Well, you'll, you'll be driving, so we'll, you'll know. Right. We'll figure it out closer there. We'll be there. Uh, we're going to have a good time. Um, Make sure you say hi if you see us. Vin and I are going to be there. Dan will be on the DL. Um, we'll get into that a little later as well. Um, so with that being said, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Make sure to follow us on all social media so you have the link. The link is in all of our social media pages uh, to get tickets for the game. So make sure you go follow that link so you can get your tickets and join us that night. Um, going to be fun. Going to be fun. Uh, we're going to do some cool interviews, some cool videos and things like that. So if you're there, you want to be part of it, you know, say hi and we'll offer it. And if you want to do it, join us. Um, I think it's time for the lead off. Leading off. Okay. And this week's lead off is going to be, uh, talking about the, the most po- popular topic in New York sports right now. Matt Harvey and his, um, I, I guess you could call it. It was definitely a suspension. It, you call it saga, whatever you want to call it. Harvey Gate. Um, Matt was suspended for three days. The suspension actually started Saturday, which nobody said anything about it, which was weird. But it started Saturday. He didn't show up Saturday. And he was suspended three games, didn't pitch Sunday when he was supposed to. And our leadoff today is basically talking about rules and should you know should there be strict rules for players? Should there not be strict rules for players? My take on it is, I think there there needs to be some sort of rules, right? I'm not sure if they need to be stricter than they are. This seemed like a, uh, like the end of, uh, I don't know what the way to put it is, but it was, like the Mets said, a, a, a compilation of things. It was multiple occurrences that he was late or, or missed practice or whatever it was, that this was the final straw, they had to do something about it. And they suspended him. I personally don't think the rules need to be any stricter. It seemed like they said the protocol was if you're not going to be able to be there or something's up, all you have basically have to just get in t- contact with Terry or Ray Ramirez by four o'clock, and they probably want you to come in to get looked at. But it's not like you know they're going to force you to come in. I don't know, Dan. What do you think? I think it it shouldn't get any harder. It's simple rules. It's simple math. If you're not going to be able to make it to the park. Let someone know. It, it, it's it's amazing. We had the same this issue is, with Derrick Rose earlier. This there. was yeah. This was the this is the same exact leadoff when we had Derrick Rose a couple of months ago. Was just let people know. It just it's the simplest thing. If you're really hungover and if you're upset about your girlfriend, you had till four o'clock to get to the ballpark. You can get Uber. You could have teammates. I'm sure there's I'm sure there's a bunch of guys in Manhattan. Especially where Matt lives, it's a very rich and affluent neighborhood. Obviously, so you wouldn't be living there, and it's it's just like one of these players gonna learn. It's 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 simply what what more can a what more can teams possibly do other than taking more money out of their pay, paychecks and fines, which obviously the players are not gonna like. That would be the only way that players will learn. But 
they don't need they, it's it's ridiculous at this point. And and, 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 and you know it's bad. I'm sorry. And you know it's bad if the Mets are suspending you and skipping you for another start. Especially with everything that's been going on for the last month with injuries at the pitching staff. That's the key point of it all. Right. You know this was uh, uh, you know uh, something that had to be made a point of. If they made a guy fly a red eye from the West Coast you know, to pitch on something. Something something hasn't been right, they think, with Harvey this season. And, you know, maybe it was getting in his head. You know, maybe he felt personally he's not pitching well enough also on top of the fact that, you know, his girlfriend dumped him or whatever, whatever the situation is. Um, but, you know, maybe it shouldn't be a three-strike anger suspended thing. Maybe it should be a you miss a, you miss curfew, you're you're out. You know, you know the guy misses the plane for a football game. He misses that game. There's there's no making up for it. You're not going to that game. You're not at the game. Um, you know, other things is uh, Josh Hosang. How many times was he late? He didn't play. You know, you take him out of that game. He and, was late once the first you know one of the first days of minicamp, and they sent him back. They said get out of here. Right. You mean maybe it should be not just everything. Harvey's a guy who has been in the spotlight and likes to be in the spotlight. We've seen that throughout his four or five years on the team now, right. as part of the team now. He's a guy who is living in the spotlight. He likes it. He yeah. enjoys it. Whatever. That's fine. He can. No problem. Just you got to be smart about it. You need to realize you need to be home at 11 o'clock. Be, be, be prepared. Be the guy you want them to be. I... A lot of the the problem I had with this situation, you know, they, they basically sprung it on everybody Sunday morning. And to me, when you say we're going to keep this in-house and we're not going to go any further about what happened, you're inviting, you know, the world of Page Six and, and everybody, everybody's sources to go digging about what happened. If you come out and you say, he didn't show up to the ballpark, he missed curfew, here's what happened... Nobody's going to go digging for what happened. Now, personally, I know they would never say this, you know, he would never come out and say this in a press conference, but if he literally just came out and said, listen, my girlfriend dumped me and I went out drinking with my buddies, I think everybody's been in that situation. And everybody, and it, it, like, it makes it fine. Everybody would be like, okay, I get it. But the fact that he didn't show up the next day, I was talking to our friend Devin about this. The day before a pitcher starts, what do they do? Run? Maybe a little bit? That's it. Throw a little bit. If, you, can just, if you can't show up, even if you're drunk, show up. There's 17,000 gallons of Gatorade, which always Coffee. helps hangovers. Just drink the Gatorade and hang out and eat some seeds in the locker room. It's not that hard. So the fact that he couldn't even get there. I think what, what makes the situation worse with Harvey is that he was publicly seen playing golf Saturday morning. Right. So not only did he stay out till 4 o'clock in the morning, but he got up and played golf. Which, for all we know, he didn't even go to bed. Right. Who knows? He could have went straight to the golf course. It, it's it's just it's bad optics. And, like I said, if, if you just come out and say these things instead of people trying to find them out, I think it makes it a little bit better. I don't know. Like, you know, when it first came out, everybody was talking about, oh, he was publicly seen playing the golf, blah, blah, blah. And... Hall of Fame pitchers were coming out and defending him, being like, if this is why the team suspended this guy for playing golf and then, you know, 
oh. not showing up, then there's an issue. There's something else going on. Like Smoltz said on MLB Tonight, he said, every day that I was, I, you know, you pitch every five days. For four days, I played golf. Yeah, the three of those guys in the in the Braves nineties played golf all the time. You know, of course, one, like, the three of them probably they played golf three days a week, and then the other, you know, two days or the, I guess two days a week, the other three days, and one of them was pitching. But it's like it's not a big deal to play golf. Cespedes plays golf every morning. They say it doesn't. I don't problem care with Cespedes playing golf is that he's got the hamstring injury. I don't care golf. if he plays golf. I don't just get to the park on time. It's not that big a deal. And like we mentioned with the Derrick Rose thing, you can't make it ten text. It's a simple. Well, that's the thing. So they said he. He, he didn't, didn't contact say, anybody. He didn't contact anybody. Dan Morthen contacted him. And then they also said that the night before, everybody's got a curfew. And the team does have... This has hap- clearly happened with him before. Men right. missing this curfew. Right. Probably on the road. Probably on the road because, you know, you're at a team hotel. You have rules. You have to be in the room. Right. You know. Um, little big league, you know. Dropping the water yeah. balloons out of the... Uh, well, my, my question is with that is... So this all happened Friday night. They had a game Friday night. Wasn't he there? Yeah, it was after the game. Right. So, after the game, staying out till 4 o'clock in the morning is not that unheard of. The game ends, you get out of there at 11 o'clock. Staying out for five hours is not unheard of. It's I, not, but... So, the curfew's got to be, like, three. Well, here's the thing. The question becomes, he may have been under a different curfew than other guys. Because of the because history. Because of his other things. Because right. of you're other right, things right, that right. they've had, you know... <clears throat> Him going to the Ranger games never was a problem because you're out of there by 10 o'clock, 10.30. Who cares on his days off? When they first suspended him, that was my first thought. Right. He went to Ottawa and didn't tell anybody. Right. Everybody Uh right away was, he was in Ottawa, or or he's going to suspend him to make sure he's there Tuesday night. Or it's the the rally dildo. (laughs) Or or it was the rally dildo. Which, which... that would have been stupid. If they were suspending him for that, I would have been completely on his side. All I know is ever since then, Kevin Plucky has less hits than he's had in his What they're career. saying, I, Mike Puma tweeted today that all he knows, the, the word is it's coming in from, it was a reliever. So it's obviously Blevins. It was definitely Blevins. Blevins is a, a joker. Right, so it's, it was Blevins. You know, maybe fine. it was familiar making a joke to regain the locker room. You know, who knows? I, Who cares? Whatever. We're never seeing the clubhouse again. No. Okay. We've, we've, taking we've the been up our entire club, lives. Yeah. Exactly. We're getting from shoulders up only on players right. now. Exactly. The Mets have nobody to blame except for the but guy themselves. who took the photo. Right. Yeah. The guy who took the photo. You know, he could have very simply been like, oh, crap, maybe I shouldn't or crop no this you out. don't notice then. <laughs> it wasn't that hard to miss. Um, with that being said, let's play a little more Across the Bear, and we're going to come back. <laughs> Welcome back to the SCV Podcast. You just listened to Cross the Bear. Since we already talked about the Mets, we're going to segue back to the Mets. They have really been playing good ball. They've won every series for the last two weeks, so congratulations to them on that. But every time they've lost, it seems to be catastrophically bad. Uh, whether it's the football score against the Nats when the Syndergaard blew a tear his a lat, or, or Harvey missing... Uh, curfew and being drunk and missing his girlfriend on Sunday and today when unfortunately they blew another lead and Familia didn't close down the save granted Wilmer should have uh, gotten the double play it just seems whenever we got momentum 
that loss is always catastrophic, Can't... and every, everybody gets even goes crazy about it. When they, it should be okay, it sucked that it happened we this took way. Two out but of three. We we took that out of three. That's the way we should be looking at. Uh, it. What what is we took two out of three in the last they took four series? Two out of three in four, the last four series, but it yeah. was the like Dan said, twenty three to five. The next series was against the Braves. They split one and one because they no, rained the, one game. No, out. they won two, yes, two out of three, right. but then the rain out happened, so everybody's like, that's "Oh, right. they rained out and they should have won." And da, 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 da. and then they took two out of three from the Marlins, but Harvey didn't show up, and now they take two out of three. And but the, can we can we start off by saying thank you to um, Malone? <clears throat> What's his first name? Thomas. Tommy Malone. Tommy Malone. He put he pitched really well today. He literally he really went from did. an inning of seven. I literally texted Vin and goes, "This guy just pitched an inning and got three outs and seven pitches." And then Vin goes, "Well, he just walked two guys and he's out of the game." Yeah, <laughs> but you know yeah, what? No. This guy—I don't know where they pulled him out of. I think it was Milwaukee yeah. that got him off of waivers. But it wasn't Rafael Montero, and right. he pitched well. And you know what? I, a- I'm excited <clears throat> to see him again in five days. You look at his numbers. He's a major league pitcher. He's like, before yeah, last he, year, he was a guy that had a four-year array and a 500 pitcher. That's all we need. That's a fifth starter. That's fine. And listen, he's, good gonna, he's here for, like I, like I mentioned to you earlier, they announced today Matt's is pitching a simulated right, game hopefully Saturday. Hopefully two weeks. If, if uh, Matt's pitches two innings Saturday and comes fine out of it, that means five days from that, he'll probably pitch three or four games for <clears> St. Lucie. Another five days, he'll pitch a couple innings for uh, maybe right. Binghamton. Then maybe another Binghamton start and he's ready to go. Right. And he'll be ready to go. We're Barring shoot- any setbacks. So we're shooting for three weeks. We're shooting for three weeks. Big, figure, mi- figure middle of June. This guy's going to make four or five starts. If he does, you know, anything close to that four times, I'm fine. Good. Great. Keep us in the game. That's it. This offense has been scoring five runs a day like it's nothing. How about that for a thing, Dan? Cespedes out of the lineup and this offense actually started, like, uh, playing. Honestly, you were emailed uh, today they're said finally it best. playing. Yeah, you, we said it today in the email. It's, uh... It's nice that they're not relying on the home run ball. Yeah, they're getting home runs, but it's not their offense right now. And our fan favorites are two guys that we harped about that obviously Conforto doesn't count because everybody loves Conforto. But the three of us, well, Steve loves him too, likes him too. But me and Vin were on the bandwagon for a lot of it. It was TJ Rivera. Steven just picked um, him up in fantasy this morning. I did. He went one I for know. five today. <laughs> he went one he for five today. Whole Mets lineup on his team right now. I do. But, Rene Rivera is the hottest player in baseball. This yeah. guy gets a double a game. So no, but who knew Rene Rivera knew where to hit a ball? They're getting guys on base. Yeah. With uh, with Conforto and TJ Rivera, they they're just playing really good baseball. They're getting on base. They're get, giving out J, J Bruce opportunities to get runs in. Um, Walker had a good game the other night when he hit the walk off. He had a couple of run, runs He's been in getting RBIs hot. earlier. He's starting to get hot. How about his stats of batting like 380-something with runners in scoring yeah. position? Yeah. He's batting like 205. Yeah, he only gets into runners <laughs> yeah. in scoring position. Well, Which is fine. Good, compared to last year, it's obviously the exact opposite from right. last we year. We lead the, the team. Mets are hit- we lead I, the believe, I believe we lead the league in hits with runners in scoring position. Best honestly, let, we are up 100 points from last year. Yep. So let's keep that up because last year we could all remember how putrid and brutal right. those slumps were last year. Listen, just think if the team was playing like they are now in that wild card game, how many opportunities did they have in that game? Well, 
I you mean, know, just getting guys on would have been pluses. Well, if you look, a couple home runs here, there would have been great. But you know, <clears throat> it was zero zero basically going into the ninth inning. Somebody in that game, somebody who Dan, you know, Dan was just talking about, who blew, who made an error in the field today, could have turned the game into double play, but then drove into runs. If they have Wilmer in that game, the lineup's a completely different thing because Wilmer, you know, he's the best hitter against left-handed pitching in baseball. Over the past three years, he's the best looking percentage. Yeah. I guess left in the pitch. Yeah. Dan mentioned TJ Rivera. The team mentioned Duda may meet him in Milwaukee, who's right. been actually hitting in St. Lucie. He went like three for five the other day with a homer and so, a couple RBIs. So it means he's going for 0 for 20 with the Mets. Yeah. So, Don't worry about it. But I found it interesting. Colin said it's not his job anymore. He lost the job to TJ. He well, said TJ's playing. Said so he basically it's going to be tough to get him out of the lineup. If I'm the Mets, I'm going... TJ's at third. I go TJ to third and do the place first. Because yeah. if Duda gets hot, that's carrying the team. Like whoa, 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 whoa. Time out, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. Is this with uh, Cabrera hurt? Or well, well, assuming I'm, 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 hurt. I'm, right. my, my, my assumption with Cabrera is they're going to put him in the lineup in Milwaukee. He's going to re-aggravate it. It'll be two weeks from now before he sees the disabled. I'm assuming he's Fair still enough. hurt. That, that is the ultimate Met move. <laughs> I mean, look at what happened with Travis. He literally hurt his, his wrist. He hurts his wrist. And they use him for three days as a pitch hitter. And then they put him back in the lineup as a catcher and think he's going to be okay. I don't know. First off, he couldn't he couldn't throw a guy out with a good wrist. So right. it doesn't matter if he has a bad wrist. Right. But, right, if the lineup's healthy, obviously, Reyes is playing third. And he's starting to, and he's, and he's playing. He's starting here's, a, here's the thing. You're, I'm, if I'm Collins, I force Cabrera to third base. Reyes at shortstop, he's just a different player. He's he he's he's mentally there as a shortstop. When he plays third, he get he has an error, and you may not see a hit from him the rest of that day. I mean, I don't know. He hadn't made an error in that game in Washington. And they hit a home run next inning. I know. So it's like you're you're not wrong. I don't think he's more comfortable at shortstop. He's not comfortable with the uh, you know the speed of the the. Play right, you see it that you know. You got Trey Turner up to lead off a game. You should be up on the on the right. edge of the grass. He's standing at the back of the out, by the outfield. It's, I I mean I think they're gonna stick with that because Cabrera doesn't want to play third. They said they said Listen, he was uncomfortable I, with it. I understand that, but you know what? You tell him it's third, or you're officially a pitch hitter. I mean, once every five days. Which I which honestly at this time of the year, I rather move him to being a pitch hitter and let him play less, put less strain on his legs, let his. Finger completely heal. He got a hit today, didn't he, as a pitch hitter? No, he struck out. Or yesterday he got a hit as a pitch hitter? One of the days he had a hit. Maybe. I think it was yesterday he had two on, he got a base hit to load the bases in the eighth inning. Something like that. Um, I, I think, I know they, they said Duda might not go in right away. I can't see them not putting him in the lineup right away. He's When he's healthy and he's going, I think him as he's the like five the third be. best hitter in this lineup. If the team is healthy, he's the third best hitter. Yeah, behind like Cespedes and Conforto, he's the third best hitter. So he's got to play. How much longer till Reyes becomes the leadoff hitter is the question. To me, it's it's immediately get him back in there. They said well, well, Colin, Colin, Colin's, Conforto. Right, I would Colin, wait until Conforto gets cold. Colin said, "How do you move this kid out of the leadoff hit, leadoff spot? He's hitting every ball he sees. He's also getting four to five at bats." Every game, you that want your best help. hitter in your lineup getting four to five. And this back. is like a new thing. They, I think, I got an update about it. ESPN wrote an article like uh, Schwarber's hits leadoff, Springer hits leadoff, you know, and somebody else. There's another power hitter who hits leadoff. But I, I have no problem with him hitting leadoff. But here's, the I'd th- rather those hits be with people on base. I, I said it to a friend of mine the other day. You know, 
if Conforto goes two or three games going over with a couple walks and doesn't have a hit, but still looks okay, make the switch. Isn't that make, opposite of what you want to do though? Right, it is. But, I want to put him in there when he's hot. But I, I rather, I rather take him out of that leadoff spot. If he looks like he's working too hard because the offense is struggling, being the leadoff hitter, take him out of the spot, put Reyes there because you know Reyes knows what it's like to be a leadoff hitter. You know what Reyes has the experience in that situation. Just, you I know, feel like it's wasting it. Because, like, we saw I, this, this last year, he is the best hitter on this team. Like, pure hitter. Even b- above Cespedes, he is the best pure hitter on this team. So he should be hitting third. That's where you hit your best hitter. My, my theory also is... I'm moving him down one spot and putting Reyes at the cleanup. I'd be okay with he that. He is so patient this year. The he's, difference His eye year. has always been one of his Right, his strong. eye has always been one of the strong parts. But last year when he struggled, you saw him yeah, reaching patient. for mm-hmm. pitches. You know, every, guy, every righty and lefty were able to throw that outside corner pitch, and he right. was swinging and missing at every one. He's walking. How many times a game does yeah. he walk? He has two, two walks a game about yeah. I mean, the other day he didn't get a hit, but he got makes three times. But think about and think so about all that. All matters. Get on base. Yeah, right. That's all right. That Reyes gets on base to lead off the game. Conforto comes up, gives him five pitches at least that gives he him just a chance. He's stolen base today, Reyes. He hasn't been stealing a lot lately. But he's Reyes has today. about five stolen, ba- five or six stolen bases. Yeah, Reyes. Yeah, that's that's more than half the team had all of last year. Yeah, I think he probably has all the steals. He he led the team with like eight last yeah. year because David be... led the, David Wright led the team until August with yeah. steals with three. Yeah. So. Listen, ideally, when everybody's healthy, so this is, we're going to give this another two weeks because they say it's just Cespedes two weeks. But we're not doing time frames. But we're not doing time <laughs> frames, right. Sandy, there is about time frames. Oh, I don't know about time frames. Terry, oh, two weeks. Okay, get on the same page, boys. Um, ideally, I think you're right. Uh, I don't know. When everybody's healthy, including Cabrera, I'm still hitting him second. I'm hitting him and Reyes 1-2. Obviously, and then Cabrera, uh, Conforto three, Cess is four, Bruce hits fifth, and then Walker and the rest of them, you know, on down the line, Walker, Bruce, Duda, and whatever. So, I, I you might as well put him in the third hole now. I think they're afraid because of what happened last year. I think that Cespedes is the three hitter. I think that Cespedes controls what he does. My opinion is. Cespedes, you know, realize we brought Cespedes in, we put him in center right away. Mm-hmm. As soon as, as soon as he said, "I'm not comfortable there," he never played center again. Well, you can't, you can't. When you paint, when that guy's your best player, you can't. Exactly. So if Cespedes wants to hit three, Cespedes hits three. Make Mikey the four. I'm not gonna hit him fourth. He's not a fourth hitter. I said, I like I said earlier, making the two. He's my two hitter. He's then the, what are you he, gonna do? Do prayer. Cabrera. Cabrera moves down. Cabrera's not hitting him up. You move him down. I'm okay you, with that. Your your lineup should be this: everybody healthy, Reyes, Conforto, Cespedes. Because mm-hmm. now you know Conforto's getting fastballs because you don't want to throw the ball to Cespedes. Right, you don't want to. Exactly. You don't want two guys. If Reyes is on, you don't want to get have two guys on right. for Cespedes because right. first pitch you throw to him could end up three right. three towns the, away. Right. On the um, Bruce is your four hitter. So when he's hot, now you're now you're worrying about the two guys in front of Bruce. Right. Walker five. So you have that split. You split, you split it. You so split if it's lefties. righty on the mound, you got three lefties. Right. But you know you, you also you also the split it right with Walker. With Walker because he's a switch hitter. Right. Then you have Duda. So Duda. And a healthy, so that's five. That's six. 
Right, that's yeah. six. So and Duda six. Cabrera, Cabrera seven. seven. Okay. Who, which is an RBI spot. Right. He's and a perfect. He's a perfect basic guy. Whoever's catching his eighth. Right. I, I'm fine with that lineup. As Drupal's an eight and a seven hitter guy because you know what those guys in front of him get on with singles and doubles. He hits a single down the line. Two guys score. Guys score. It's fine with me. I, it's just I like I kind of like that one one two at the top of the order. With Reyes and Cabrera, but overall. Like we said, they had they started off seven and three. They had a terrible one and ten stretch. Now they're eight and four again. It's they're, they're five hundred. They're, they're a game on. They're a game on the five hundred now. They're just you know they had one extremely bad stretch, and now listen, they just gotta crawl their way out of it. They're getting there. Friday. They're two games out of a wild card spot right now. Friday night, Matt Harvey takes them out in Milwaukee. I guarantee He you. goes out there and pitches seven innings. What, That's all uh, we need him to do. Of three yeah. or four hits and five or six strikeouts and barely walk one or two walks, you know, because he's going to walk guys. We right. know him. He's been known to do it. And everything, you will never hear a thing about him missing a day. Again. Steven and I had this conversation the other day. Before this all happened, he had one bad start. And three of the starts. He had three, two so of his, his last, last three starts. Three, right, his last three starts. The first one was on, they didn't tell him until the day before. He threw seven innings, gave three runs. The next start, they didn't, they told him he was pitching 10 a.m. And he got robbed. <laughs> for a one o'clock game. Right, exactly. And it's then, not like they called him a 10 for a seven and said, no, hey, you're pitching. They, they, when he got to the ballpark on time, they said, you're pitching. And then he got shelled in Atlanta. It happens. He had one bad start. So I, there's And we won the game. No. We lost both. We lost them. We lost the Atlanta. Oh no, we no, we lost. We lost. Yeah, in Atlanta, yeah, we, didn't we win no, that, was, yeah. that was the one we lost. Okay, so we split with them. Right. We no, we won. It was a four game series. Oh, that's yeah, right, we won. Right, 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 right. It was a four game series. But he had one bad start. Like he had, he was two. He was yeah, he was two and zero oh with a a three ERA, a two point eight ERA going into that second Atlanta start. Like I, he was fine. So I don't know where this whole people were saying to send them down. Like I don't know where the hell that's coming from. I expect a good start. Even against a good Brewers offense, Eric Thames is the best player in the league right now. But I expect a good start from him Friday night. Dan, what do you think? No, I, I well, he needs it. Because if he doesn't show up on Friday night, the tabloids, the fans, and everybody, thank God it's a road game. But it is not going to be pretty, the reaction. Well, listen, he gets. people said it the best on Twitter, though. If there was a game to start Matt Harvey, it was today. It, it, it was today. It might as well, well have been a road game. One, one o'clock on a Wednesday. Right. When, but in the middle of May, that was the game. Starting him on Friday ensures that it's two road starts. Because they're on the yeah. West Coast next week. Yeah. So now just, it's... Right. He's pitching, he's pitching Friday and then he pitches Wednesday, I believe. He would end up pitching like Wednesday in Arizona. Uh, right. One, two, so three, four. yeah, he pitches the last the the getaway day in Arizona. Right. So that's which is a one o'clock them, so three o'clock us. Right. So that's two road starts. It gives him perfect time to, and then he'll come back and face the Padres and the Brewers again. And the Brewers again. So that's four starts against. I mean, the Arizona's a good team at this point, but that's four starts that he can get himself going again. And I think he will. I, I well, he better. After well, we need him to obviously. He. It's going to be ugly on him if he doesn't. So, more power to him. He, he needs to start being the Matt Harvey we know because he's the guy that's always talked about money, 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 and he ain't getting it. Right, it came um, out. ESPN said, I think it was either ESPN or Bleacher Report said something. Some 
Some like under the table executive said this guy wants millions of dollars as a free agent. There's five or six teams that won't even pick up a phone about him at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of teams, Harvey might go to the best team in baseball at this point right now is the New York Yankees. Good um, segue, Ben. I don't think anybody saw that Harvey, coming. Harvey for Aaron Judge. Harvey and Jay Bruce for Aaron Judge. Well, July thirty first. Done. So we have we have our cleanup hitter, last, new cleanup hitter, probably the guy who could catch the year, ball when it goes over the Coca Cola porch. She'll be great. Year and a half ago, <laughs> we Dan, you don't know about this, but Stephen and I made a deal with Devin that we would trade Harvey for Gary Sanchez, and he was fine with it. Now he doesn't want to deal with he's backing out like a like a wimp. But Devin, I know you I know you listen to this. Some GM you are. So when you hear this, you will remember to call uh, Cashman and make sure that deal gets done. All right, thank you. Don't but, forget, we know what you did in Washington. <laughs> Don't make us call Major League Baseball. Tell them about the collusion. Oh, boy. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> you weren't supposed to know about that conversation we had with Harper on the street. Um, the Yankees are the be- are, have the best record in the league right now. They won the 18-8 game against the Cubs. Swept the Cubs. Uh, lost to the Reds last night, but not much you can do about that. Um, Typical Joe Girardi almost blew the sweep, though, by the way. Almost. In the ninth inning with Chapman on the mound, and I think it was Brian at the plate, they should have just walked him instead of making Chapman throw four. Because the next pitch, he hit it. Rizzo. Yeah. He threw four pitches, and then they intentionally walked him. So, I mean, <laughs> I, obviously they can't. They're on, like, a pace to win 110 games. and That's not going to happen. Uh, can they win a division? Dan, what do you think? Um, Right now, with the way the, them and the Orioles are playing, it's going to be tough, neck and neck. Uh, but, yeah, if, if the bats are staying the way they are and they're finding ways to pull out victories, um, clutch victories, I know that's going to slow down, but it, it's eventually, every day, it's when this team is, when are people going to say this team is for real? So, uh, it's going to be interesting to see when this team starts to slump a bit because what they're doing right now is obviously not sustainable for the whole season, but for let's see how maybe Movies, hopefully yeah. it's just a weak slump, or they find ways to pull out wins like they did against the Cubs twice, um, Gardner with a one victory, and then the eighteen inning uh, marathon on Sunday Night Baseball. That must have sucked for anybody that stayed up for all, the whole entire game. Yo, props to Marlins man. He stayed the whole game. He stayed the entire game, and then was at City Field the next night. Wow. Yeah. Well, he's humble, so it's okay. Right. I'm just. I want to give him the props because he deserves. If you go to 18 innings, you should not go to a game the next day. That's one of I mean, the yeah, part that takes funniest bits. They call him uh, every every Sunday night because that's when they record for the Monday morning show. They call him during the game, and he picks up. So it's the funniest thing every, every Monday episode. Here's my they thing. More. Here's my thing with the Yankees. I look at the teams. They're in a wild card spot right now. They're actually, I believe, like within a game of uh, the division. Right. Yeah. It's a, they're it's half a, a game it's back. It's been fluctuating between the, them and the Orioles. They've been a game up, game back. It, it's been a rotator between. I, the I two think of at them. the end of the day, they're going to fight for the wild card spot. I. But right. the question is, the teams behind them. You know, you got Minnesota and Boston who are tied. Minnesota falls off. We all agree Minnesota's going to fall off. Yeah, they're going to fall off. Detroit, you never know. It's possible. Seattle has a team that can jump in there. Uh, Yeah. The White Sox will fall off. The Angels are up in the air. But you got to think, 
Texas, Kansas City, and Toronto are eventually going to make a run. I think... I don't think Kansas City is going to make a run. I think Texas and, and Toronto can make a run. The, I, Kansas City... The one thing the Yankees don't have... Well, I'm not going to say they don't have it, but they have the lesser of it, is when it comes down to that one-game playoff, while he's been pitching extremely well this year, Tanaka's going to be matched up against a better pitcher, whether it's Sale or if it's Toronto. Aaron, I mean, I'm not going to say Aaron Sanchez is better. They probably have the advantage in Toronto series. But pretty much... No, Strowman. Well, either one, I think he's. I would probably take Tanaka over him. But if it's Sale... Or if it's you, Darvish, I mean, yeah, they have a guy that can keep them in the game, and obviously he's been phenomenal this year. But I think it's a disadvantage for them because I think we all agree it's going to be Boston they're going to face, right? Towards the end, right? Now, if it's Baltimore, they have the advantage. Baltimore doesn't have an ace. Baltimore doesn't have a pitcher, right? But you know, if it's Boston, a good friend of ours, Justin Diamond. Had an interesting poll on his Twitter page. End of the year, uh, middle of July. I forgot exactly what the deal was. Giants are out of it. Do you call and just ask about Bumgarner? No. No. I don't or do you ask not. for about one of their others? Well, so they made an interesting um, analogy. I was listening to the Met game this afternoon, and they made an interesting analogy that they think. With the way this team is struggling, is this are they getting toward the point of basically what the Phillies were a couple of years ago? They had their run. Oh, I heard. I heard. I was listening. At right. This they point, had their so. run and they locked their guys up, and now is it time to start trading off Posey and Pence and Bumgarner and and? I don't think so. It's just one bad year that everybody's hurt, and it and it happens. Well, that's what I think, but. Are we getting toward that point? So so his trade was Clint Fraser and some other guy in the minors for Bumgarner. Okay, well... That, that's not going to happen. I don't think they're trading Bumgarner. I don't think they're trading yeah. Fraser because you got to realize what does Gardner have left on his deal? Two years, maybe? Not even? Fraser, I, that's Fraser's spot. What I think Justin is right about is one of these position players is going for a pitcher. I don't know which one or for who, but one of them is going for a pitcher. And they need to go for a younger pitcher yeah. so that they have him for the next couple of years. Right. The thing is, is, you know, our friend Devin hates this guy, and most Yankee fans do at this point. Is CC worth anything? Would no. a te- is a team no. going to give you cash? Nothing. Does he get waivers in August? You'd have to pay him... You don't have to pay him a lot because if you're trading him in August, he's getting next. You'd to have nothing. to pay off the rest of his contract. You're getting nothing for a season. They're they're they might as well sign Doug Fister. Doug Fister is apparently sign on the verge of some National League team that is that the is in the Mets. Yes, and also it. Adam Wink was uh, was picked up by the Twins. He was picked up by the Twins. Good for him. Um, the Yankees, I think, will need to address their fifth starter spot. That's for sure. But that shouldn't be hard. Those guys are always available deadline. Listen, Severino's been good. Severino's been better than we expected. Exactly. Well, yeah, he's been what he sh- was been advertised when he first got called up that everybody was harping on that. Oh, if he gets the changeup going, if he gets the the fastball going, he's going to be lights out and hopefully top of the rotation guy. And right now, he's been that guy. Let's see mm-hmm. if he keeps it up. Tanaka's Tanaka. 
It's really been CC who's been slumping right now. So the, the key, need- with, the key Montgomery's with Tana- been good. Montgomery's been good. The yeah. key with Tan- to, the biggest thing with me with Tanaka is does he stay healthy? He hasn't really shown. It's always he's taken. There he's kind of he's had at least two months off each year he's been here due to injury. Can he stay healthy? I think he will. If he stays healthy, the Yankees stay in the race. Yeah, that's for I sure. I think so too. Because you have you have two guys at the top of the rotation that can keep you in the race, and then you have an offense for the other three days. Right. The offense has been you know been phenomenal. Eventually, we all know offense is cool down. Right, you're not going to score six runs a game. Aaron Judge isn't going to hit a home run 3,000 right, feet away every game. He's on pace for like 60 homers. It's not going to happen. Right. But I don't think 35 is out of the question. 30, you know. You could say 30. Just start off at 30, you know. Yeah. Sanchez has been playing well since he's back. It's not like, you know, my biggest fear of Yankee fans was all that love for Sanchez, and he comes back and they start losing. They haven't they've right. lost one game since he's back, I think. Right. You know. Grant Theory was against the Reds, but you know what? You win. The Reds no, the Reds have been surprisingly well good this year. So let's give the Reds credit. It wasn't like they lost. The, Listen, there've the been a lot of teams we didn't team. expect to be Arizona, in races. Arizona, Colorado. Well, Arizona was supposed to be good last year. I did. Yeah. You know what's the yeah. difference AJ in Pollock Arizona? Hurt, yeah. AJ Pollock got hurt last year, yeah. and their offense just never got started. And yeah. Cranky just struggled, and right. you know, Arizona's having They're stuck with Shelby Miller a little bit too long. Shelby Miller, Shelby Miller's bounced back. Very well. Yeah, he's pitching very well this year. Granky's having a pretty good year as well. Robbie so, Ray. Robbie Ray also there. pitched well. Um, you know, you got teams that, you know, going into the year, we thought, you know, even the Yankees, we didn't think they'd be this good. No, not this good. No. I, I we, think... we expected them to be involved every game, right. every, all year. Right. But Yeah, no. If it wasn't for a slow start last year, the Yankees would have had a shot at making the wild card. They had yeah. an interesting September, but it ended two weeks early. Listen, they traded. They traded. Got they traded Miller. They traded Chapman away, and they started winning games. You know, yep. sometimes that's right. what, sometimes that's what's. You know, we saw it a couple years ago with the Islanders. They were so far out of it. Tavares broke his leg in the Olympics. And they won games at the end of the year. Well, same thing happened this year. They won. Uh, they won what? They won their last six games. or that last seven games without Tavares. Right. You know, so, sometimes, you know, the losing those guys and you bring those young guys up, it's fun to watch because... Right. And they're and they're hungry. Right. right. Especially because they know, especially with the Yankees last year, those guys who got called up were fighting for spots this year. Right. A lot of those guys, you know. You know, you had Sanchez, you had Judge, who... Even Judge wasn't guaranteed a spot coming no, out he, of camp this right, year. He didn't he, play that well last year. Right. And it wasn't was Bird, 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 a Bird two years ago, actually, who came up and played really well. Right. And... You know, my biggest thing with Bird, though, this year, and I think I mentioned it last week, was halfway through last year, the kid's rehabbing a broken leg, a torn ACL, no, and, he's, the first and he's handed the keys already, and right. it's like, that's a lot of pressure, especially the Yankees, you know? But if, they did sign Chris Carter. You know, you know the, the Brewers give him the job the year before while he's... Whatever, it's the Brewers. Right. You could go there and struggle, you know. You come to the Yankees, so that, that's but a they, lot of pressure. They have Holiday and Chris Carter, who can both play first base. Why do they haven't really used Holiday at first place because no, they're trying can. to keep him as a DH right. mostly. Who's been but, great. I mean, but they did say that, um, Girardi said that he was going to look in like one of these like long NL stretches, which I don't think they have again this year. But if they go on like a, a six-game road trip of National League, right. you may see him at first base just to get him in the lineup and give other guys days off. Right. All right, with that being said... We're going to play a little more Division 1.1 and then talk to uh, License Play Guy on the way back. Go, 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 go. 
This is Joe, the license plate guy for the New York Giants, and you're listening to the S&D Podcast Show, the only place to go for your sports, baby. Welcome back to episode 180 of the S&D Podcast Show, and as we mentioned earlier in the episode, Friday, June 2nd, at the Palisades Credit Union Park in Pomona, New York, the first ever Landon Collins Celebrity Softball Game will be held. We know we're going to be there. We hope you will be too. If you're interested in going, go to LandonCollinsGame.com and purchase tickets now. Um, the guy who helped set the whole event up is, uh, as most people know him as License Plate Guy, we know him as Joe. Welcome back to the show. Joe, how's everything? What's going on, fellas? Dang, 180, huh? Congratulations. Yeah, That's awesome. You. Keep it going. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you, Joe. Uh, couldn't have so, done it. A lot of the work was with you. Thanks to you, you know? Yeah, you know, yeah. I enjoy, hey, listen, I enjoy it. You guys do, a good, you guys do, do good work. Thank you. So, with the event coming up on June 2nd, you got Landon Collins, who should have been the uh, MVP of the whole Defensive Player of the Year this year. He got screwed, but there's here there for that. First, all time. He he agrees with you. Yeah. All time favorite (laughs) is uh, Brendan Jacobs. So, you got the guard of the two Super Bowls, and you got Landon Collins. The dogs and the Apex Predators. So the way you guys have been promoting it, it's been funny with Landon and Brennan going back and forth. How did you get? Uh, how did you get set this uh, event up? I know this took months and months in advance. So how did? How did yeah, you set yeah, this it, up? it it was unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, look, I happened to uh, be involved in in a tournament a couple of years ago, and all I did then was uh, was get a couple of players. Uh, to play, and I got to play, and I thought it was amazing. I really I had a most, I had the most amazing time um, playing in that game. And I said, you know, I should, I should really, you know, I should really look into doing my own game. But it's it, now that I'm in this, it's kind of like a full time job. So no wonder why it took me so long to get it together. Uh, I was with, uh, I was with Landon Collins at the Pro Bowl, and. We were just talking about, I said, you know, you should, you should run some type of charity game. He's like, like what? And I was like, I have a softball game. And I, I don't even think I got it out of my mouth. And he was like, all right, let's do it. You know? And I was like, all right, that, I'm with it. And awesome. uh, the next, you know, he's like, who are we going to play? And uh, I told him, I was like, how about uh, some of the old time giants? And that was easy because all I did was call my friend Brandon. Exactly. And he was like... Good friends with Brandon, so that was that's what that was a no-brainer. Well, you know what, you know what's I mean. Listen, uh, you know, I'm not going to pull any punches here. I didn't know if Landon was a hundred percent serious, and if I was going to jump in with two feet and put all this together, and him all of a sudden, two three months later, decide, nah, I don't really want to do it. At least I knew I was going to have a team with Brandon. Exactly. So you know, you it, it's really touch and go with the first couple of months. Even, you know, trying to raise money or trying to put it together and people are like, yeah, 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 who's coming? And you don't even know by then. So it's like, you know, you can't even answer anybody's questions. But needless to say, with the help of the Jacobs family and myself, we've gotten about 30, maybe 35 players from Super Bowls 42 and 46, which is absurd. That's awesome. it's That's absurd. awesome. I saw I saw Plasco promoted today as well. So yep, if, yep. If you're a Giant fan, obviously, if you're still a Giant fan, but if you're a Giant fan for those two Super Bowls, you, you got to be at this event. Um, oh yeah, you have no choice. You have no choice. There's a no brainer. 
Um, is there any what what's the rundown for this night? So so uh, you know, getting back to to that, uh, you know, the current team, they have about I would say twenty to twenty five players. So when I tell you there's like fifty giants in one spot, I don't know if that's ever been done before. No. So the rundown, the rundown for the for the game is the gates. There's a there's an awesome tailgate party beforehand. Uh, it's three thirty to five thirty. There's there's beer, food in the parking lot. Uh, I think it's like five dollars to park, and then I think the tailgate's twenty five bucks. You can, you can get tickets on uh, immortalseats.com, and then. You know, if you're not interested in the tailgate, you know, gates open at five. It's general admission, so it's 20 bucks. If you didn't get your tickets prior, I doubt there will be any day of, but they are selling day of. So if we happen to sell out, oh, well. Um, but if you show up and they have tickets, it's only $20. I thought that it was uh, important to keep it, the price is really low. I wanted a family of eight, you know, I want a family of four to, to spend under 100 bucks. Yeah. No, and, um, yeah, and then so gates open at five. There's dodgeball that's happening in the outfield at six. Home run derby around seven, and the softball game starts around eight. Okay, that's that's a fun packed night. Hopefully, we bubble wrap every current giant, the old giants. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The old current giants bubble wrap for dodgeball. Make sure Eli's shoulder is untapped if he's if he's able to make the event. Um, that, that's pretty awesome. So just make sure you bubble wrap every current giant because we don't need you on Sports Center. License plate guy uh, decided to have a charity event for Tom Coughlin. And oh, exactly I could see it. I could see it now. You're right. I mean, let's not have that. We're going to be positive because we had a great, great year last year. We're going to build on it. So it's going to be a great, exactly. it's going to be a great. So how did you get, T, how, did you, how did you get TC involved with the uh, J fund? Which if you're, well, I mean, truthfully, that's a, uh, and come on, man, that's a no brainer to me. No, it is, you it know, is a uh, but, yeah, I, you, you know, Landon Collins uh, foundation is being set up as we speak. Uh, so like he'll have it, he'll have his own foundation ready to go probably next year. So when I thought about what we were doing, I was like, listen, Landon, I'm like, there's only one, there's only one person or one organization that, you know, I would like to give all of this money to. And it's, it's the J fund. Why? Because one, I love TC Two, uh, all of his guys are coming back. Three, most of you guys were either drafted or talked about to TC. So everybody has some kind of connection to Coughlin. So why not make it his organization? Yeah, no, it makes sense. Um, before I give it a, give it to Steve, um, if you if you have been listening, I know you're friends with me on Facebook. You reached out when I was sick last year, so I want to thank you for reaching out and being a pros pro and being just an awesome friend on Facebook and in general when I was sick. So I want to thank you for that as well. So no doubt, man, you're a good dude, man. First class all the way. Hope to see you during the season. And then, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to make it to the charity event, but Steve and Vin are going to be there. So you're doing a great job, and just keep up doing the hard work you've been doing. I appreciate those words, man. Joe, let's uh, let's move to the team a little bit. Um, you know, we do have to give one little congratulations to the city of Philly for finally getting a parade. You know, they had a draft parade. <laughs> you know. Yes, I still- I saw that, but but hold on a second. 
Um, my, you know, I used to coach football, and uh, one of my one of my players uh, who used to be uh, play he used to play for the Chargers and the Browns. Um, uh, his name is Phil Bogle. Phil Bogle happens to be the general manager of the Philadelphia Soul, and they also won a world championship. So. You know, give it up for the arena football all right, all right. Philadelphia team as well. <laughs> Not that I'm giving any kudos to Philly. I'm just saying. Well, we're Mets fans, so we don't count the OA World Series. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. We weren't, you know, we wouldn't say we were rooting for the Yankees in that World Series. I was. Wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you just come out right into it. <laughs> That's funny. I remember going to a Yankee-Philly game and, and, and I'm sorry, the Giants-Eagles and then changing jerseys and walking over to the Phillies-Yankees World Series game. That's awesome. I mean, it is one parking yeah. lot for all the arenas. I mean, it is a nice little setup they have. It's not, you yeah, it really is. Um, it's the orig- it was the original Giant Stadium in, uh, what's it called, Continental. Yeah, yeah, Continental. Uh, so, or just have the Jets go somewhere else. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, we've been wanting that for uh, many years now. So still, still, still can't believe they didn't go to West Side. I just don't understand it. But go ahead. Hey, listen, little brother needs a place to play. You know, sometimes you got to be the I bigger, so. bigger guy, and uh, you can't bully little brother all the time. Exactly. Um. So, like I mentioned with the draft, what was your thoughts coming out of the draft for the G Men? Listen, uh, I think we've upgraded, man. I really do. I think they got. Uh, you know, don't forget everybody. Everybody goes directly to the draft, but it's how you, it's how you draft. It's how you treat free agency. You know, don't forget that freaking big dude Rhett we just got from the Vikings. Like, like that dude's literally going to take pick you up and dump you on your ass while Ingram goes down the field for a touchdown. So, like, I'm not like I love the draft. I really did, and I believe we got a steal, a steal in Tomlinson. I really do. I think he's a legitimate upgrade from Hankins. I'm telling you, do, you know, you might call me crazy because everybody was like up in arms about Hankins, and I think Hankins is uh, is is very good. I think we got a steal in this dude. I really do. Listen, Jerry Reese has been the guy. You know, people people underestimate how good these drafts have been. You just look at the two Super Bowls we won since he's in charge. How many guys, either drafted or undrafted, were major parts of those Super Bowl teams? Uh, there's no question. I mean, look, you don't, uh, you know, I don't know how much credit he's going to take for that first one or the lead in the team, but uh, because you, you know, the other GM certainly had a lot to do with that. Right, yes. But, but you know what? At the end of the day, I think he's done a really nice job, uh, especially with the $206 million he had last year and not having that much money this year. We have, at the end of the day, I don't care what fan you are. You have no freaking clue what goes on in that war room or six, eight, ten months before you get to that day, that draft day. So you, 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 you have to believe in the brain trust and take it from there. And there's, and there's no sense of being negative or, or upset about anything because you're still going to root for them on Sundays. And if you're one of those Debbie Downers that just want to, compl- just want to complain about it, you know, nothing I can do for you. Right, and um, I was listening the other day, uh, Rich, the Rich Eisen show this week had John Mara on, and he actually asked him a good question. He said, what are your thoughts on the fact that everybody's giving this kid, Webb, the keys to, the next key, the set of keys to the, you know, 
They're basically handing I him the keys. I loved his answer, bro. I loved it. So did I. He's in the room. He he approved of it. But you know, just like Phil uh, Parcells used to say, let's let the get get on the field first. Yeah, and you know, and that was like, oh, he could be the heir apparent, or he could not be the heir apparent. I mean, it's like, well, don't I'm not giving him any keys. He doesn't have anything yet. He doesn't even have a car. Just sit down, watch, and we'll talk to you in a year or two. Right. I mean, everyone's pushing Eli out the door already. Nobody realizes this guy's a two-time Super Bowl champion. And he, it's its not like he played bad last year. Nope. No, trust me, man. First bad game this year. Davis Webb. Where's Davis Webb? Oh, I could hear it now. It make me sick to my stomach. Listen, when Davis Webb leads us into a victory in New England in that last preseason game, everybody's going <laughs> to okay, love the kid. Great. Yeah. Sure. I, I love him now because he's a giant. Right. But I'm I mean, certainly not giving him keys to anything right now. Right. We have, again, we have a two times Super Bowl MVP sitting there being our number one quarterback. As, That's a right. Packer, you know as a Packer fan calls him overrated. <laughs> Coming from one Super Bowl of their quarterback. Exactly. <laughs> um, Joe, we're looking forward so much to the softball event. Like Dan said, it's going to be fun. Um, we'll be there. All the players that you have already announced. Make sure you guys are following us on social media. Make sure you follow Joe on social media. Landon Collins, Brandon Jacobs are always sharing who's going to be there. And links to the event. Um we're actually going to add a link to our social media page so everyone could get to LandonCollinsGame.com so everyone could go purchase tickets, and we hope to see a lot of people there. Joe, thanks again for joining us. Thanks, Joe. No doubt. Hey, listen, uh, I'll, give you a little, I'll give you a little heads up that, uh, that Landon made a video uh, today, so I, I think he might be posting it tonight to Brandon Jacobs, which would be kind of funny. Ooh. Oh, boy. <laughs> Can't he wait to see that. To, yeah. <laughs> He has to yeah. Brendan's doing all the trash talking. So Landon has to I mean, come on. You, you can't you can't compare the two. You're talking about one of the biggest mouths SHIT SHIT talkers the Giants have ever had. And then there's Landon Collins, whose freaking name on social media is Humble Twenty One. Uh, it's the two it's totally opposite ends. He's a Saban kid. Yeah, he's a Saban kid. You know, Jacobs was a, Jacobs was a Coughlin kid for a long time, and he wasn't allowed to say a lot. Now he's got to do all his talking. Uh, it's <laughs> so funny. That you, oh man, so funny. I appreciate the time, fellas, and uh, looking forward to seeing you on the second. Awesome. Thanks again, Joe. Take care, guys. Welcome back to episode 180 of the S&D Podcast Show. Thank you very much to uh, License Plate Guy for talking to us for a little bit. Looking forward to his softball game. That should be fun, Lane McCollum's softball game. Link is in our Instagram page. It's also in our Twitter page for tickets. So, so go purchase them as soon as possible. Yes, as soon as possible, and uh, we'll see you there. Um, we're going to get into a little bit of the uh, basketball hockey uh, playoffs the Rangers being eliminated yesterday. Oh, Canada, my home. Yeah. They lost yeah. to a one-footed Eric Carlson and Craig Anderson. You know, I read the perfect tweet today. I think it was Peter Blackburn who had it out. I love that It's guy. amazing how a two-time Morris Trophy winner is having a coming-out party now. Yeah, but he's, <laughs> the guy's unbelievable. 
guy, the guy's been one of the best players since he's been drafted. Yeah. And, and yeah, keep in mind, before. we took Josh Bailey over him. Oh, but please. let's not go. Oh, <laughs> yeah. There you go. No, the the thing with the Rangers is it was just the, that tough series. Longquist had some moments that he would have blamed for, of course. But the defense just let him down multiple times. And it was just pathetic that they didn't show up until the third period in a, uh, in a game that it was an elimination game. Like, what are, you, what are they doing? Listen, listen, this series was known for the comebacks. This whole second round in the NHL playoffs has been comeback after comeback after comeback. Right. I mean, look at the Ducks-Edmonton series. I think it was game five. It was 3-0 Edmonton with two minutes left. Yeah. And, and the they Ducks, lost it overtime. Yeah. yeah. And they lost it overtime. The entire Rangers series was comeback, comeback, comeback. That's why 2 yeah. nothing. I said, I was out. I'm like, don't count the Rangers out of this game. It's it not over yet. the first yet. period, yeah. I, they blew first two periods were just brutal. Yeah, they blew it themselves. They had games one and two, and they. I mean, game one, it was a fluky goal by Carlson. There's no you way couldn't, you couldn't. Right, you it just went in. That, that was that. one of those goals you, you, Longquist will look at and right. say that was my fault. You just toss it up to him, whatever. Game two, they blew, and game four, they blew. Game five, game four, they won. They won the two games at home. They won games. They won I'm both sorry, home game two games. And they dominated. Game five. I'm sorry, they you're dominated right. both right. home games. Right, right. Game two. They blew. They had two goal lead with three minutes left and lost. And then they gave up a goal in the last minute of game five. They just not. I mean, they did it to themselves. And then, like you said, Dan, they got off to a terrible start. Came back at the three two and couldn't put the, the, the nail in the coffin. And they only and they had one line the whole night that was doing was able to do any sort of offense energy, and that was the the Zevjed line. With uh, Zook and uh, Kreider. Kreider finally decided to show up and play. That's the problem with Kreider. It just pisses you off. Kreider could be a world-class hockey player. And some nights he just doesn't want to play it. But when he's on, he's like, obviously, as you see, he had he had that one goal. And he just shanked the other shot in the third period. Which, if he had any connection on that shot, he would have went in the net. It would have been a tie game. So, a lot of sh- shoulda, coulda, wouldas. It was another series that just um, just sucks the heart out of you if you're a Ranger fan. It was just another brutal series. Um, I've, I said this today at work. I've been saying it the last couple of days at work. It's the, the This stretch of Rangers reminds me of the 90s Rangers, uh, the, the 90s Knicks. They get to the playoffs every single year. They they really have that one star in Lundqvist, and they just have they have the the pieces that fans like, and the teams are good, obviously, but they just can't get over the hump. So Lundqvist is Patrick Ewing. Yeah, Lundqvist is basically Patrick. Ewing. I think he's going to be looked at very similar in in New York uh, history. Well, it 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 really is. Um, it's just uh. It's a shame to see, especially, obviously, he's the best goalie in Rangers history. It's just he doesn't have the cup. <laughs> listen, that, that listen. Richter has. The Rangers knew they had to lose. I was talking to a Ranger fan today about it. The Rangers knew they had to lose. They, they, if they kept playing, they may have missed the annual mid-May Island Ranger golf tournament. Yeah. Th- that they put. So, you know, I mean, even Ranger fans felt down today and a lot of them should have i mean yeah no you know what the series is gonna haunt them for a long time if you're gonna circle a position uh part of this team that you gotta look at it's the defense and we said at the beginning of the year that the defense was gonna be the difference between the season with this team season 
and oh. it held up enough during the year. They played fine, but they did they weren't able to hold up at the end of the games. You know, Stalls up there in age, Girardi's past, way past his prime, in my opinion. McDonough's still McDonough. I I don't care what anybody says. McDonough's still one of the top at least fifteen. Maybe even ten defensemen in the league. And Brady Shea had one of the best uh, yeah. years as a rookie on offensively. Brendan Smith was great when they brought him over. Yeah, they they have to bring back Brendan Smith. That that's one of the top priorities next off this off season. They have to do it. Um, Nick Holden was a liability on defense. So was uh, Stoll and Girardi, but they're fine. They are what they are at this point. They're uh, at the end of their careers because they've just taken beatings the last couple of years, but. Uh, it, it's it's just really sad. They just didn't attack the defensive zone. They like they, they should have chance this year with yeah. They would have beat Ottawa. They would have played a, a Capitals team who's gotten to would have began to the third round for the first time in forever and has all the pressure on them. Or a beat up Penguins team. They would have had the chance to get to the finals. Yeah. No. Yeah. This was a wasted opportunity for them. If I if I'm also, and they're gonna kick themselves in the ass for it. Yep. If I'm also the Rangers, I'm saying stall Girardi. Listen, please waive your no move clause. One of and them. You got to ask one of them to waive it, and let them go into the expansion draft and see if they take them. Yeah. Because you got the three guys. The three of them all have no movement or no trade clauses. McDonald's got no trade. The other two have no movement. Girardi and Stall. Right. One of them has to be put into that. Put into the expansion draft. At least yeah. one of them. Right, because you may even ask Nash. It may no, be, I don't see. I don't see that. He does too his, much. He his, does too much other than scoring goals. Right, but I mean, what's his contract like? They're paying the guy seven, what six, seven million dollars to to not be I, the goal scorer that he was. It's a, it's I an issue. I I agree with you. No, I'm, you're he's, not wrong. He is here, a, here's uh, the thing with Nash. If you don't ask him to move it, he'll be 33 next year, and it'll be the last year of his contract. So if he doesn't move it, whatever. So it's not that big of a deal. It's only one right. more year. So ideally, you keep him, so that's a protected guy. You're going to keep Stefan because you got him, you just signed him for so many years. Right. You're going to keep Zook. You're going to keep Zook, and you're going to keep Kreider. There's your four forwards. Well, you get seven forwards. Well, you could do three and three, right? Isn't it? You could three? do four, and, or you could do eight total. Right. So there's four guys right there, and you may ask Zbigniew to, you know, he's got. No, they, you, you have him under control. Right, you have yeah. him under control. He's making two. You, he's a restricted free agent this year, so he's. They're gonna have to figure some things out with the expansion draft. You know, you'll you'll let Grabner walk. You'll let you'll let guys like that. You know. Um, the rest of the NHL playoffs were in the middle of uh, Caps Pens Game Seven, so that was been a, it's been a uh, exciting series. Crosby got injured a couple times. Nashville, uh, the Smash Nashville City. going to the Western Conference Finals. I really hope for the they, first time. Ever. I hope they win the cup. To They're me, the eighth seed. Technically, they were the eighth seed. Yeah, the second wild card. Second wild card. <laughs> whatever they want to call it, but I mean, PK Subban winning the cup would be to me the cap on this, the cap around this year, but. Uh, I really like Edmonton, though. I, I would I, love. I to just see, want to see those fan bases play yeah, each other. I would love that. Would be it's gonna would be a really good series. That game is uh, you'll you'll know what the outcome is when you listen to this tomorrow. But you'll, you'll know both tonight. outcomes. And then <clears throat> in the in the NBA, I mean, it's exactly what we expected. Boston with uh, Washington I, has been a, a very good and entertaining series, but I can't watch a series with with any uh, you know about, interest when I know neither of them are gonna get. Listen going to this stat. That came out of the Utah versus Golden State series. 
The Golden State Warriors led the Utah Jazz by 20 or more points for more minutes than Utah led them at all. It's ridiculous. That's pathetic. In my opinion, it's pathetic, first off. In the words off. of Charles Barkley, thank God for the NHL playoffs. If the top analyst on your your network wants to go watch the hockey playoffs, you know there's a problem. And then, on top of it, you know, you got Tyron Lue, who I think made the worst comment ever. He said, you know, seeing Golden State and, and, and Cleveland for a third time, it'll be just like when the Lakers and Celtics played each other in the 90s. No, it won't. In the 80s. They beat each other. It was basically a hockey series on a basketball court in the well, 80s. That's the thing. They didn't like each other. Right. They but hated each Draymond other. Draymond and them don't like each other either. Okay, that's one guy. Steph Curry and LeBron hang out all the time. Right, so you know, you see Clay and LeBron all the time. It is different. You're um, all friendly. You're, you're Magic and Bird, they were known to be seen outside. But the other guys on those two teams, but those two were the superstars. So, you know, they respected each other. Right. Well, I mean, the NBA we've been saying is a problem with guys sitting and people not paying attention to the regular season all year. They have a problem, people not paying attention to the playoffs. They interviewed the Warriors, and the Warriors all said they would have rather played the Clippers because they'd rather be in L.A. than in Utah because there's nothing to do in Utah. Yeah, they clearly don't care about the games if they're thinking about what, where they're going to go after the game. They know they're going to walk over whoever they win. It doesn't whether they be, let's play. It doesn't matter. I'm, you, you, I'm excited for the, for the NBA Finals, too. It's going to be a good series. But I, I'd like to see, you know, an Eastern Conference Final matter for once. Um... The, you mentioned the guy sitting and resting and not playing and stuff like that. I figured out the perfect solution for that. The NBA should do a thing where you have to play your, your best players on the road. At home, who cares? doesn't matter. But if you sit, let's say LeBron sitting for rest, uh, the NBA has to send out a, doc, a team doctor. You know like the NFL has the concussion doctor? Mm-hmm. If you're going to say the guy has a hamstring issue, there's an NBA of... Uh, a different NBA doctor from that city that they hire to go to check out the team. If you're on the road, LeBron's got to play. If you're at home, who cares? It's 42 home games. Right. You got 41 home games. This guy, this guy misses one. People go to road games. Milwaukee sells tickets because LeBron comes there. Right. Nobody goes to Milwaukee games if LeBron's not playing. I wouldn't be against it. It's just... You like, got to do something about the guys wrestling. But you look back at like... The '90s, right? That great, those that great Knicks Pacers series with Reggie Miller and Spike Lee. That was a second round series, right? That wasn't even the Eastern Conference Finals. Like those, those were knockdown dragouts. All those series, the whole playoffs. Now it's just, you know, it's. I mean, Isaiah Thomas is a great player. I love watching John Wall. That's a good series, but neither of them are going to touch Cleveland. It's not even going to be close. I. Th- They'll both get a game if that. LeBron hasn't lost the game since they made him laugh in the press conference last year. After, I think it was game five. Right. He Somebody asked lost. him something about guys slacking. He laughed he and walked off. He, he hasn't, hasn't lost, lost the first round ser- game game since 2012 when the Knicks beat him. He's been to six straight NBA finals. He's The NBA's got to do something about that. I'm sorry this is going to be a, controver- a controversial statement. He's the greatest player in NBA history. Uh, he's it's be- excuse me. To he's better way. than excuse me. He is better than Lorenzo Ball is better. Don't I'm you sorry. listen to his father? Right. I'm sorry. The reason why Michael Jordan can't sell five hundred all sneakers is because he's not Lorenzo Ball. Lonzo. Yeah. Lorenzo Ball. No, Lonzo is the play. I don't even know. Lavar <laughs> is the dad. Lonzo's the kid, and there's two other ones. And then there's another one who scored ninety. He's the one who scored yeah. the ninety points in that the one high game. High school kid. Yeah, I don't know. If 
You who, by the way, who were all three were out last week at a at like some charity thing, and none of them were wearing the sneakers. Of course, because <laughs> they can't afford them either. If you, yeah, I mean, contract yet. Right, besides, if you take, you know, like we do this with quarterbacks a lot, there are always going to be people who say Joe Montana is the greatest quarterback ever because he won four Super Bowls and didn't lose. There are always going to be people who say Jordan's the best because he won six titles and never lost, and you know, and he's Jordan. He's you know, he's an icon. And no. If you match them up one-on-one at the prime of their games, LeBron is a better player. He's a better rebounder. He's a better passer. He's Michael, more physical. Michael Rapport and and Ben Simmons had this conversation about... And Rapport believed like five or six years ago, the 90 Bulls, the Jazz, the, the, the good teams of the 90s could have played with the teams today. Now... Nobody could play with the team today. No. It's a different. It's a different, it's a different league. Game. Yeah. It's a different game. Now it's about athletics and and skill and talent. Back then it was. You had to beat each other up a little bit. You you had to you had to be able to get pushed down, right. Get up and be okay. Those the what Anthony Mason and and what's his name Oakley. Alonzo Mourning. No, what was they have, the Knicks had two guys Anthony Mason and Oakley and Oakley right? They would be useless today. They would be absolutely useless. Draymond Green is the modern day them, and yeah. they're trying to push Draymond Green out of the league. Exactly. Well, they're trying to basically tell Draymond, well, Draymond Green. Draymond could score a little bit, though. Well, Draymond's a troll on top of that, though. Right. But Draymond. Did can... you see that the some fan in Utah had a, a whiteboard at the game? Which, first off, in New York, you wouldn't even be allowed in an arena with a no. whiteboard. Second off, the kid had a flop, flop thing on, on yeah. his thing, and Draymond signed it walking off the court. He's like, he looked at it, read it, and signed it. Of course he did. That's <laughs> funny. But I mean, I don't like know. I said, the NBA, the NBA playoffs are a joke until the finals. And but the finals listen, are going to be great. Can it? It it can oh, also yeah. be hard. It's must watch TV. The NBA finals. Right. The thing is, you know, when we were growing up, those Jordan NBA finals, those Laker seventy six, even the Laker seventy six ones, or the Laker Nets that were bo- uh, were sweeps. You know, were still good games. Right. You know, but they were also low-scoring games. That's what made them good. They were tight, low-scoring games. Now it's tight 115 to 110 finals, and it's yeah. or it's 115 to 70 right. in the NBA finals now. Because you know, if three guys on the on the Warriors have bad games, nobody else scores a point. You're Imagine if Draymond Green didn't cost the Warriors a the championship last year. How different everything would have been. Yeah, I mean they'd have two titles now, and and. We look at this a lot different than we do. There, there's a thing when you look, when you watch LeBron, when he plays, he's having a lot of fun, and you could see it. Mm-hmm. But when someone says something to him and he gets that look, that's it. Series is over. And Kyrie has yeah. that same. He, for, Kyrie, since LeBron moved to back to Cleveland, got that instinct. Well, you 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 could see it when he wants to. He's the best. Pl- LeBron is the best player on the court, and it's not even close. Oh yeah. When's the last uh, time we lost an elimination game? Obviously, the, the, <laughs> as in, as in, the Warriors <laughs> won, right? But I, in, even in that game, he was the well, best player the, on the court. Even the series they lost, even the series they lost to the Warriors was was because of uh, Kyrie was hurt. Irving it was him hurt. and Matthew Dellavedova. That, that's all I had. Exactly. That's all I had. Because game one, uh, Irving was a monster in game right, one, and then right. he got hurt in overtime. Love got hurt, yes. Right. And it was... Not, lo- not Love. Oh, love was hurt for most... Love was hurt, yeah. too. Love was hurt for but most was, of the postseason. But it was him and what's Del- Delanadova who went to get IV every night in the hospital before he could play. 
I mean, he was yeah. he was playing with nobody. Right. And then you know and he still made four to six games. Right, he single-handedly got the got that series of six games. Yeah. And you know what? Great for Golden State. That's a city that, if they didn't win yeah. that championship... We look at them differently. We're looking at them differently. Yeah. Who knows if they're getting a new arena. They got a new, no, right, they got a new arena. That's 100%. The, the, yeah. you know, just think of how many years did we grow up and Golden State was a joke. Yeah. Minus that one year of uh, Steven Jackson, Baron Davis, where they beat... Um, they beat in like five games. They beat um, yeah. Dallas. Uh, Dallas. 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 Right? Yeah. Right. No, it was Utah. It was Utah. Um, or Andre Klarolinko when they dunked on. Okay. No, they beat yes. Dallas in the first round. They were the eighth seed. Dallas won the championship the year before. Oh, that, that was, was another that. year then. But they they that. beat the the Utah Jazz. The the famous Baron Davis dunk on the uh, Jazz. Baron Davis, man. But yeah, Google Barry Davis, Stephen yeah. Jackson, they were talking about it recently. Yeah. Okay. There was like a whole Stephen Jackson thing on NBA TV. So, recently, Stephen but... Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know Stephen Jackson was still well, relevant. Quickly before we go, what do you think of the uh, Celtics thing with Paul Pierce and, and Allen and KG and how they all hate Ray Allen? It was cool and understandable. So understandable. Yeah, he left. So, yeah. Yeah, he, 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 stayed, he, stays another, he stays another year. They all wanted him to stay. Well, that's the thing. So, the, one of the Packers beat writers that I follow made a comment about how he didn't get it, and they were he was basically comparing it to the Favre situation. And I'm like, obviously, we came out of the fine with another, you know, great quarterback. But that I could see it from their perspective because that was the end of their run when he left and went to Miami. Miami beat them, and then that was it. Their team got dismantled. They made the trade with the Nets, right? And that was it. So obviously, I'd be pissed at him too. He left, and it caused the demise of their of their run. Ray Allen's a Hall of Fame basketball player, right? So all three of them are Hall of Fame basketball right. players. And honestly, a shot that nobody will ever forget from Ray Allen is yeah. that corner three for Miami against yeah. San Antonio. Right. And yeah. I don't know if this is just me. Maybe I don't know if you guys have felt the same way. When they became the first big three, I really liked them. Now I don't like anybody. Mm. Right now, well, you see all, a, now you got now all the teams fan, that, that joined so together. I didn't I hate. like them. Right, as a right. Nick fan, we didn't hate them. We right, hated them. I'm, I'm never. I'm not but you really know a big Nick fan, but I like the but, three of them together. But you know what? When the nah, three of them got I, together, I, was the was when the Knicks were like, "Oh shit, we should do something. Let's get this. <laughs> let's get this rolling." And then you had the Mellow Stoudemire. You know, when those two were first together, right? Those two that you know at least were able to compete with them. They beat them. They beat them one game in the playoffs. Right. So. It's not like they weren't like trying to compete with them. Right. I mean, it, it made other teams want to be better, which led into these, oh, look, these three friends could go play together. Right. Why don't we That's all go do that? To. And So, in retrospect, it was bad because it led to something I don't like. Well, it led but to, I it like le- those teams. Like, I like Ray Allen and KG and Paul Pierce. Listen, the only reason why people don't like LeBron is, you know, they had that huge thing for him when he got to Miami. Really and it was, it. I'm here to win one. Two, three, five. It was just bad bad PR. Right. And, you know, it all started with the in the gym. I think now that it's calmed down a lot, though. It it really... Do you remember when we thought this guy couldn't play in the clutch? Like, it was like a thing? Yes. That was widely reported that he wouldn't take the big shot? (laughs) That is so funny. I look back on it and left. Yeah. And also, the other big thing with him going to Miami was the way he did it. 
you know, having the uh, the <laughs> JC the the community center and I mean, all he did, that. He raised money for a charity, but I still didn't like the way he did it. There was no reason to have an hour long special about. And there was no reason to have your own private office in a building that's not even complete yet. Yeah, and have all the teams come to you. It didn't make any sense. And none of none of the way it worked, it went down, made sense, and that's what bothered people about it. Right. And you know what? Yes. When he went home, you know, quote unquote, went home. Right. People started respecting me like, all right, this kid, like you said, Vin, you've said it before. He went to college. Exactly. But, he went to college. you know, rap, again, back to Rappaport. He made a great point. He just likes to complain. He loves to complain. LeBron James <laughs> left Miami to go home to Cleveland. They didn't, they struggled coming out of the gate when he first came back to Cleveland. They were struggling early in the year. They, they gave him two weeks off, if you remember correctly. Right. He took like two weeks off. Where'd he go? Went to Miami. He went... Back to his home in Miami because he never sold the house in Miami because there's no point. <laughs> why, why would you, you? sell your house right, in Miami? Exactly. If you're him, why would you? you? You want a house in every state so you never have to have right. you always have your own bed right. wherever you go. But still, why go back to Cleveland if you're going to go back to Miami for two weeks to to rest up and get ready <laughs> to regroup? Like take a vacation. Anyway, so everyone needs a winter break. This is true. <laughs> Um, with that being said, um, Land the Collins softball game. Links are on our Instagram and Twitter page, so yep. go follow us. Weissman and Oz. Weissman and Oz show. Uh, we got some big news coming up with them. I believe I'm going to be joining them on a show in a couple weeks, but we'll keep you posted on that. Um, uh, Jay's Week of Wrestling, Fan Vault, uh, Rising Apple. Fourth Line Faithful. Fourth Line Faithful. Um... They're doing some great things. Check them out. Uh, Facebook, don't forget. Follow us. SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play. Thanks again. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Right. All social media. Danny, any last words? No. Good night, guys. And uh, have a a happy week. For listening. Thank you for listening, guys. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Later.